This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn what your power leaks are, and more importantly, how to plug them. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown. I'm a best-selling author and the founder and coach over at lanesmithbrown.com. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding people back to their truest selves. You see, most of us are caught in our stories, so we stay trapped. I call those stories power leaks. And when we understand how those power leaks are playing out in our life, we can make a choice to step back into our power. If you're interested in learning more, you can pop over to lanesmithbrown.com. But for now, kick back with a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, or a bag of Doritos, and let's talk about getting what's in the way out of the way through the lens of simple, practical, and easy to understand tools and insights that will make a powerful impact on your life starting today. I trust you'll stick around because I'd certainly love the company. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown and this is episode number 10 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today I'm going to expand a bit on some of the concepts I brought up in episode nine. So if you haven't listened to that one, it may be helpful to do so. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'd like to encourage you to start from the beginning. We're building on some fundamental theories here, and it will be helpful to you to have that information in your mind. But as with anything, use your own discretion, whether this is the first or the 10th time you're here, you're going to get something useful out of this encounter, and I'm really glad you're here. I got to say, I'm living out a bit of a dream here. It has been my intention to create a living from coffee and conversations with fellow searchers, and here I am. There's always been a delicious thing that's happened for me over the years, especially when I've been in a place where I'm learning a new way of moving in the world. And that interesting thing is there have been people who've come alongside me, who have supported me in my journey. And that support, more often than not, has been the result of talking things through. When we keep stuff in our head, it can get distorted and confusing. But when we give our thoughts a voice, they can morph more easily into action because giving it a voice can move us away from fear. Now, if this describes you in some way, I'm hoping that the stage we're setting here is that you're going to feel supported in your journey as we talk through a bunch of different things over time that will move you towards being curious about the marvel that is you. I don't think it's any secret here that I have a burning desire to be part of the energy that is waking people up about how they're living their lives. Now, I don't mean that from any superior uh, context. I'm not trying to say I know more than anyone else out there. I'm not saying that this is the only way to go through this process of discovery. But I believe that there is such an advantage to being exposed to many different teachers, many different ideas, and many ways of seeing the world. You see, I grew up being told there was only one way. It was the way my parents thought was right. It was the way their parents thought was right. And it was the way their parents' parents thought was right. And I would imagine that line went back many, many generations farther than I know. 
I'm bringing this up at this particular moment because I have two mentors in my life right now, both of which have shamans as their mentors. Now, if you don't know this, shamans date back tens of thousands of years. It's a very ancient wisdom practice. And I can't begin to explain the depth of any of that because much of this is really still new to me. But over the last couple of weeks, my mind has been bent in such a terrific way that I'm still trying to catch up with some of that information and trying to figure out how it fits into my life. Now, None of it actually changes what I've come to believe, but I can tell that it will enhance what I believe and it will help me undo some of the things that are still somewhat of a knot of confusion in my life. Because this new way of seeing things has shifted my perspective just enough that I can see those old issues from a new angle. Although it's a whole new level of seeing what we're connected to. If we embrace the fact that we are more than just these physical representations, that we are part of something far greater and far more mysterious than most of us have been led to believe, it is all super empowering information. That's what you are doing here. <coughs> you have heard some version of some of the things I've been sharing with you, but perhaps you're now hearing it from just a little bit of a different angle. And it's able to help you shift your perspective. I'm hoping that's true. Because as I've said in many shows so far, there's a whole world of people out there that simply drift through their life. They are still under the impression that what you get is what you get. As if you just have to follow along with whatever was or is presented to you. If your parents, ancestors, or your um, parents in general weren't educated, you won't be educated, or it will be exceptional if you are. If you were born into an economically poor family, that too will be true of you in some way, shape, or form. If all the relationships in your life were hard, tumultuous, perhaps even violent, chances are you will find yourself in similar situations as well or you just choose not to participate in any relationships at all, just to keep yourself safe. Every time we hear something new, we have two choices. We choose to walk towards the new perspective, or we put our heads back in the sand. The choice is ours, and the choice is always ours. If there is a part of you that longs to experience freedom, in an area where you're currently not feeling freedom, you're entitled to that experience. This is why you're here. You're here to truly become who you've come to be. It's not about what you may do or have as a result of that discovery. It's simply about being who you came to be. So I touched on this at the end of the last episode where I gave you the metaphor of the cork on a bottle of champagne. Now the cork is all of the conditioned beliefs, the inherited beliefs or outright lies you've learned to believe about yourself, others and the world at large. And how our work here is about doing anything and everything in our power to pop those fucking corks until the energy of what's inside those bottles can be released. Now, 
If you didn't hear episode nine, the energy contained within those bottles represents the innate power you came into the world with. That energy is connected to all the energy that has ever been and will ever be. Now that may sound a little airy-fairy and esoteric, but it's science. This is quantum mechanics. This is what Einstein was explaining about energy being constant and unending. It cannot be extinguished. It just transmutes into something new. And it keeps being reimagined and reborn from the beginning of time to the end of time. Now, I have believed that on some level for many years now. But some of the stuff that my mentors have been talking about in the last couple of weeks has taken that to a whole new level. For now, the most reassuring thing for me is that what I'm talking about here, as far as you having decided to come here on purpose and with intent, is bang on. This isn't some nebulous random idea. It just may be new to some of you out there. This is supported by all the ancient wisdom systems. So in light of that, I'm going to keep pressing on with telling some stories from my own life where I've been able to pop some corks and get that burst of energy that comes from releasing a lie. Every time I've been able to do that, it has propelled me into a new place, into a new perspective, and into significant shifts in my physical world. I must say, I am curious if the cork and champagne metaphor was something that resonated with you. Are you already able to see where you've got a blockage that is keeping you from experiencing the life you came to live? Is there a cork you're wanting to pop? Or perhaps you've already popped it? You know, we get exposed to so many ideas and so many philosophies and so many ways of doing our life. And we can think that, oh, I already know that. I've heard that a thousand times or I've heard that in a different way a thousand times. But here's the truth of it. If you are not seeing the evidence of that knowledge in your life, it's just something you've heard or read. You don't know it to be true. You see, everything about your current situation, your financial situation, your relationship situation, your work situation, your peace of mind situation, your sense of deservedness or your sense of belonging is all a direct reflection of who you currently believe you are. Are. You are an energetic match to who you believe you are. So if you are not getting the things you think are good in your life, you are going to need to learn to believe you deserve something more. And as you become convinced that you deserve something more, you need to change your identity to be the person who has already achieved what it is you desire. I'm not talking about alter, like an alternate personality or a disguise of some kind. I'm not talking about faking it till you make it. I'm talking about your identity as how you see yourself. What are the characteristics and traits of you in your current circumstances? How would, how would you need to change in order to be the person who has the life or experiences you're desiring. Now, this won't be the last time we're talking about this, but today will be a good overview and give you lots of things to think about. Now, 
I know this is a crazy weird idea for some of you, but identity and energy are intrinsically connected and you've got to pay attention to what is standing in front of you right now to let you know what both of those things are. What is standing in front of you right now is an energetic match to who you believe you are and what it is you believe you deserve. So I'll tell you right now, the best thing you can do for yourself is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Your ego will always move you to fear when you hear a new idea. Your intuition will move you to curiosity. That is a really helpful distinction to have. And I wish I'd learned it much earlier in my life, but I know it now. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be discerning. But when you meet a new idea, look at it, turn it over, inspect it. Don't be afraid of it. Everything is trying to move you forward into a truer sense of who you are and who you've come to be. Let me tell you about my conditioned beliefs about health, healing and well-being. Because not everything we've learned is bad. And I'll give you a little bit of a flip side on that with something that actually worked against me. Now, regardless of what we learn, there's some things that you're going to want to hold on to and others that you're going to want to let go of. Now, my parents both talked about how resilient our bodies are for healing. Being sick was a rare experience in our family. We, were, we rarely went to the doctor. In fact, even when I busted up my leg in grade seven in a high jumping accident, the first thing my parents did was they took me to a healer, not a doctor. Now, it turns out the healer wasn't able to fix what was actually wrong. But what I picked up in all of that was that my body was built to heal itself. Now, the negative end of that stick was that we kids re like really needed to buck up when we were hurt. So I could get my hands shut in a car door and the expectations of both my parents, especially my dad, was that I wouldn't cry and that I would be able to handle it. Now, when that happens to you when you're five, all you really want is for your dad to come and cuddle you and tell you that everything's going to be okay. But I learned instead to deny the pain I was feeling in order to get his praise. So it's a bit of a bass-ackwards way of getting positive attention from my father. And we can unpack that in a different episode. The thing I want to emphasize for this show is that I was conditioned to believe I was healthy, strong, and that my body was built to fix itself if something was wrong. As a result, I rarely pick up flus or colds just because there are flus and colds going around. I don't fear getting sick. And I know that if I do, my body will heal. So for the most part, that inherited belief has served me incredibly well. My identity is of a person whose body serves them well. So energetically, that expectation has translated into me being strong and healthy and getting stronger and healthier as I age. Now let's explore a message that left me with an identity and an energy that did not serve me. I heard a lot of negative stuff about money. My dad worked for himself and he was in the rhythm of feast or famine. Sometimes there were tons of, of coin around and then very little. 
He also believed that God was keeping him humble, humble in the lean times. So he wore it as a bit of a badge of honor and also carried some anger about never being able to figure out how to make God happy enough so he would bless him with money on a more constant basis. Dad had disdain for the very rich or the educated people. And to make himself feel better, he would say they were out of touch with reality. Apparently, it's only people who struggle with money who understand how the world truly works. He also believed that money was a limited resource. So if somehow someone else had uh, a lot, it meant he would have to have less. <laughs> Such a bizarre concept to me. But there are still tons of people who think this way. There were a lot of layers to this, but that'll give you a strong enough sense of why my identity was the way it was in regards to this topic. For me, there were a lot of years where my financial situation wasn't what I wanted it to be. Now, at no time in my life did anyone ever sit me down with an, with an instruction of what I should believe or feel about money. All of that information was coming at me from feeling the feelings in my environment growing up and overhearing conversations that were not meant for me to hear. Nevertheless, I picked it up as clearly as if they had spoken directly to me. Now, let's fast forward 25 years. I was then in a place where I was trying to figure out how to get my shit together on the topic of money. I'd been exposed to the concepts defined in stories about the law of attraction or the success of people uh, were having using positive thinking. Oh, that idea could create my own reality was so juicy to me. It all sounded marvelous and lovely and easy. You know, just sit there and visualize money piling up on your dining room table and presto, there it is in all its glory. Or you want a fancy sports car? Well, just imagine yourself driving it super fast down the, the nearest highway and it will be in your driveway in no time. The truth is a lot of this stuff worked for me initially. I think that there was such a tremendous energetic shift in me at this new way of thinking that I received all kinds of incredible financial opportunities in a very short period of time, but each of them disappeared almost as quickly as they had come. Now, I needed to know why. And so I looked back on what I had picked up while I had grown up. I wasn't consciously holding on to any of that information. I believed I had long let go of the things I had picked up from my father, but there were patterns. Patterns I was seeing in myself that felt a lot like him. Now, initially, I just thought, oh God, I'm stuck with this. I am my dad. But it turns out it was just an unconscious or subconscious belief playing out. It turns out my identity about money was that it was random and attached to both shallowness and pridefulness. The underlying belief finally showed up as undeservedness. Yep, I didn't deserve it. So I was an energetic match to lack, not abundance. So remember, our ego wants us in the familiar so that you can feel safe. So my financial situation kept me in that familiar feeling. My pattern looked like this. 
I went through years of having lots of money show up and work opportunities, and then it would disappear nearly as quickly as it came. I wasn't consciously finding ways of making it disappear, but my subconscious was energetically moving me towards situations and decisions that would ensure that that was the result. I found myself in a perpetual state of starting over. Sometimes it would manifest in leaving a company as soon as they wanted to fast track me to management. Boy, I did this repeatedly in my early 20s, and I often moved hundreds of miles away. So I'd have to start over on several levels. Sometimes it would mean investing in something completely foolish, and other times I'd simply spend it all and would have nothing to show for it. Can you see how utterly irrational we are when we live in our egoic brains? When we believe an illusion, it takes away our power to create the life we want. When we see it for what it is and do something about it, we begin to move towards new possibilities. Inspired ideas can come and the volume of our intuition can begin to get louder. Now, when I notice myself listening to that mental chatter my ego is famous for, I know in that moment I'm allowing a hidden inherited belief to take over. I then and there make a conscious choice to take my power back. All of that negative energy my father attached to money was an illusion. It was his paradigm. Money is completely neutral. It's not making any value judgments. It's only responding to my energy. It is always matching my expectations. And my expectations are based on what I believe to be true about myself and what I believe about money. So I'm curious, do you have a belief about money or health? Perhaps more than one. Start writing some of this stuff down. You are waking up to the truth in these conversations. Be open to where you might be unconsciously trapped in a, in a deliberate lie that's spinning around in your head. If money or health is not your obstacle, then how about sex or love or success or being different than everyone else? What did you pick up from your kidhood about these ideas? How did your friends talk about this stuff? What did you pick up at school or at work or through social media? A really simple way to recognize when you are currently believing a lie is to pay attention to your emotions. Emotions are a direct reflection of what you're thinking. If you're feeling negative emotions, check into the thoughts going around in your head. If there's a negative thought that pops up about your topic of choice, you'll need to change the thought, or at the very least, dilute it a bit, so it can lose some of its power over you. Remember the line from episode nine? I used to believe that, but I no longer do. I used to believe that, but I no longer do. This can be a powerfully transforming statement and can be very helpful in calming you down so that you can really decide for yourself whether you want to continue down that path of belief. So we've explored how inherited beliefs can be helpful or limiting. We looked at how new ideas can be overwhelming, 
So our ego will react from fear, but we can choose curiosity instead. Remember, curiosity is a signature characteristic of our intuition. The side benefit following that is your intuition gets louder and easier to hear the more you listen. A good thing to keep in mind is when you feel fear and you're not actually in imminent danger, choose to explore. Be curious and see what's there for you. Maybe there's a cork you need to pop. And finally, we learned how to coax our safety conscious ego to learn and grow and try new things by simply repeating, I used to believe that, but I no longer do. Those are pretty good tools, don't you think? Can you feel yourself wanting to move forward in some area of your life after hearing this? Do you need to change your identity and energy around those things? We're going to continue this on coming shows, so just stick with me as we do more and more exploration. But on that note, I'm going to leave you until next time. Thanks for staying to the end. Now, if you haven't listened to the outro or you haven't taken advantage of the free resources I have, please take the time to listen. And until next time, be curious every chance you get. See you next time. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. <laughs> if you're ready to take this learning to a whole new level, pop over to lanesmithbrown.com and sign up for our weekly Wild Wonderings email and check out the coaching options as well. Oh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, will you? It's how we get these tools into the world and change the world for the better. Ta for now. <laughs>